0: Greetings, greetings, best and brightest. I am Jay Severin, making this the Invasion of the Giant Pod Pundit, episode 52 Uncivil Week. Excelsior. <laughs> Invasion of the Giant Pod funded with Jay Severin. Please note the notes, outline, content of this podcast being recorded at 5:15 pm. Eastern on Thursday the 8th, were all assembled yesterday, almost exactly 24 hours ago. I say that because anything that may have changed any of my takes that may now be dated, Or any mistakes that I haven't yet made, maybe due to the time machine here. So this was supposed to have been recorded almost exactly 24 hours ago. Uh, By the way, I wish to apologize to uh, everybody for uh, the uh, low-volume problems we've had and hope they are eradicated as of now. Eradicated? Wait, I'm a nationalist and I'm white. Can I use the word eradicated? Well, there is nothing to report that we haven't already covered. There is nothing for me to predict attendant to the last few days that I did not predict last week or the week before. It's a nice problem to have. But... We do necessarily gather here to observe the impact, the nature and magnitude of the impact, and how the political sands have shifted all in the past, oh, three days or so. The highlights of which are a historically unprecedented and utterly disgraceful tantrum by Democrats of all stripes, in instantly transforming human tragedy into fault, into political fundraising, into speech applause lines, which literally every single one of the major Democrat candidates have done already. Naturally, without shame. If there is a God, that will come soon in the form of the wrath of you and me. White nationalist was the slander of choice for the first oh, week or so of this skirmish. That defamation is being abandoned, and this is the take I fear most, having been compromised, because I know no one had said this as of last night, but I wrote it before last night or last night, and I'm taking credit for it as of that writing in Twitter. And again, about Twitter, let me say, my message to you consists equally of Twitter posts and of podcasts. One without the other uh, will not give you the everything I have to say in terms of my predictions or my most recent analysis of something. So I want you to know I, uh, I try not to repeat. Try not to cross over and repeat. Sometimes I do. Sometimes it's necessary. But this podcast is always being updated by my tweets around the clock. My tweets are always being updated by the podcast. Okay. I was on my way to saying, and I think this is the single most important take of this week. The defamation white nationalist is being abandoned. Looks like it started on Tuesday for the far more staggering and raw white supremacy slander, which, if you are following the news cycles, is certainly the choice of the last two. I believe, I know, Democrat candidates have received, in this case, sound political advice. Vile, reprehensible, but sound. Actually, very few of our audience even knows what white nationalism means. I should say very few of your audience, the people with whom you casually discuss these things, and it goes for me too. Very few of them knew at the beginning and maybe still don't know what white nationalism is and why it's such a problematic, not to mention revolting phrase language to introduce into what ought to be an american argument not a fight an argument but i say to the democrats what their consultants have said to them your audience doesn't know again this is the uh, this is the message to democrats from their consultants hey listen who are you kidding None of your audience even knows what white nationalism means. They spout it. They use it like a weapon, and especially your voters, whereas everybody, even the imbeciles to whom you cater, know or rather sense the meaning of white supremacy. Just uttering it is to know its ugliness. So... Use that liberally, so to speak. Use white supremacy, throw it around like it's like they're pennies. This is an uglier charge to the ear is white supremacy, and thus an uglier charge to defend. Fortunately, Americans who vote who vote do not come to such extreme language as a rule. Americans who vote have a somewhat more cultivated standard that is to say the greater the slander the higher the bar uh, of credibility most American most American people who vote are sufficiently sophisticated to say wait white supremacy wait a second and I also believe um, as my good friend Tucker Carlson has brought out in the last 48 hours and We brought out in our discussion about a week ago. The other thing about white supremacists is where are they? Where are they? Who are they? Do do they have an address? Do they have an office? Where, Where are they? Do you know any? For exactly this reason, and exactly the same reason that white supremacy shocks the sensibilities is the reason that it also is largely rejected. It shocks the ear because it is so utterly and frankly filthy that Americans who have never seen or heard of white supremacy or white supremacists, it's like zero. As I said in one of my tweets, white supremacy is exactly as common in America as cannibals and real blondes it is simply not a credible charge and it's not being treated so far credibly it is only it is only the left that is using it and they're using it obviously as may i say hate speech it's a charge tailor-made for today's media, especially the rotten whore media of the CNS, MSNBC, New York Times, uh, uh, mainstream media axis. When you are not actually a news organization, when you are in fact a propaganda arm of the progressive Democrat Party. So if anything has changed in the last 72 hours, it has been the intensity of language and as i am confident democrats will soon learn the revulsion american voters harbor for using it without any justification at all we of course will not know this until we see the new polls any minute by the way Uh, i hope to see you at least one uh i hope to see at least one private poll that will give me access to the internals uh that i need uh and that way it'll tell me what the numbers really mean. Bottom line is, I believe the blowback, the whiplash effect on the Democrats of having placed all of their racist chips on what almost all Americans regard as nonpartisan tragedy, and in so doing, the form of such hideously ugly partisan language, did I say partisan? I never before heard Filthy, ugly, personal attack. Uh, And I believe that in this, there is going to be a backlash against Democrats unlike any we've seen in recent political history, at least. Every day I marvel at their stupidity. Almost everything they do drives voters away from them and into our camp. By the way, and this is one item I was able to tweet, in the 24 hours before these notes were put down and this is recorded. I really now believe that the AOC slash deep progressive wing of the Democrat Party, I believe these assholes know exactly what they're doing, uh, at least in private. I think they have already concluded and concurred that we cannot beat Trump in 2020. So, since we are leftists and that's what we want for the party and that's what we're working for, that's what we believe in, why not recognize? Why not real politic? Why not recognize that since we cannot win in 2020, why waste it? Why retard our movement another 20 years by pretending? that we can beat Trump with the candidates we have. So let's pretend that we believe it. We'll go through the motions publicly, but privately we will assassinate the moderates, flush them out of our system, out of the Democrat Party system. We will crush the uh, uh, Democrat Party moderates and set ourselves up in control as the leaders of the Democrat Party. And then we will stand and fight for real in 2024, no, what is it? Yeah, 2024, when we will actually have a chance, Trump won't be on the ballot. I'm coming to believe that as their stupidity would have to be so profound for them to think that what they're doing right now is helping them, that no, nobody, nobody who's risen to the unimpressive but still unusual rank of, you know, member of Congress. Even Ocasio-Cortez, Ocasio-Cortez, whatever the hell her name is, even she can't be that stupid. So I believe they must know, and I believe that must be what they believe. Uh, And by the way, message to AOC. Could we please see, comrade, could we please see the people's breasts? Get back to me on that, would you? In other notable developments these past 72 hours or so, since last we were together on, what was it, Monday night here, Joe Biden, on Wednesday afternoon, yesterday, made a very feeble attempt to get into the news cycle by delivering a speech in Iowa in which he said, President Trump is fanning the flames of, you guessed it, white supremacy and again the only people who believe that are the people who believe that already both of them that is to say a tiny minority remember about this as i did tweet this is one of those opportunities biden must take every time he can badmouth trump and therefore side with the aoc wing it makes it sound like he's really only, you know, 77 instead of whatever he is, 97. It's his chance to try and side with the progressives, like I'm one of you. Look, I'm bashing Trump too. But it is a feeble fig leaf to hide his moderate junk, which fig leaf is going to shrivel, like his junk, in the withering fire of a combined attack of all the other Democrat candidates and all of the other people in the Democrat party. When that battle, the inevitable battle between the progressives and the moderates in the Democrat party, when that happens, that's when Biden will have his test, not the easy, not the low hanging fruit, like joining in on bashing Trump when he's down actually, but Trump is up, which is even better interestingly too the latest polls if you can call them that now remember most polls we see publicly are bad polls i I promise to get into this soon with a tutorial on this which i hope you'll find interesting you it's the only thing you'll ever need to know about polls and polling and although you didn't until this moment think you'd done too badly in life without knowing that um i hope that i'll be able to interest you in doing that for right now, beware polls for the one biggest reason is that almost all, almost all polls you see are national polls. Now, they are virtually irrelevant for a number of reasons. But the biggest reason is they poll Americans, not voters, by the way, and if voters, not prime voters. So they poll Americans in say every state but we don't have a national election there is no moment ever in which all the ball- all the candidates will be on the ballot and Americans will vote for their favorite we don't have a national election we have 50 individual completely independent and unrelated uh, state elections which happen to culminate on the same day So polls that say, look, uh, Biden is ahead of Warren for the Democrat nomination, according to a national poll. National poll doesn't matter. Show me a poll from South Carolina. Tell me what South Carolina uh, voters think, because they're soon, relatively soon, going to be choosing between Warren and Biden. It's a New Hampshire poll, but it's of New Hampshire's voters. So that gives it some credibility. I just want to say, again, I'm not going to get into all the reasons why most polls ought to be ignored, not in this episode, but you'll notice the latest poll is a Quinnipiac College, pardon me, Boston Globe poll. Reminder, Quinnipiac College is to colleges, as Quinnipiac polls are to polls, and having the Boston Globe, or as it's pronounced here, here in my house, Boston Globe, Having the glob as a partner guarantees the pool is dirty and the water is bad. That's it. Even if this poll reflects in some way voter trends it's worth considering because it's of New Hampshire voters. New Hampshire voter polls even if vaguely even if this is vaguely accurate. One thing it does is validate that we have consistently the same people in the lead and behind. And I think it validates my sense, the sense we discussed together on the night of the second Democrat debate, that this Democrat nomination has pretty much already come down to a game of uh, mordant musical chairs. And I think there are four chairs waiting when the music stops right now. This poll says that, too, but I'm for, far more reliable than that poll. Uh, I think those four chairs are four chairs. Do you think they are fewer? Do you think they are more, possibly five, even six? I believe there are four. And I believe that in order they belong to Biden, Warren, Sanders, and Harris. You know, evidently in that order. One thing I do have is the question, is it, is it possible that, I mean, Biden's at 32, and I don't know, but okay, he's at 32, uh, Warren is at like 22, and Bernie is 10 points behind, seven, eight, nine points behind Elizabeth Warren. Is that so? I mean, if that's even close to being true, it, 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 we have something that is meaningful, because if 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 Warren is running consistently five-plus points ahead of Sanders, and especially if it's closer to 10, <clears throat> it means that the progressives' absolute darling, Bernie, from last time, is being abandoned in droves to go with their new crush, their new progressive crush, which is evidently uh, Elizabeth Warren. So... That's something worth looking at. Harris is in fourth place. But that's 7% against the two leaders at 21 and 32. I think Harris stumbled badly since the last election. As you'll recall, we pretty much predicted she would. Anyway, with that in mind, namely that Biden remains the leader, what we saw With Biden's slander, white supremacy slander on President Trump was his, you know, the grasping at one of the last fig leaves, as I say, to cover his moderate junk. I'm not saying Biden won't be the eventual Democrat nominee. I am saying that the likely blowout civil war between the progressive and moderate factions of the Democrat Party is inevitable and drawing nigh. And lastly, no less importantly, for its order. Although the Democrats are, as predicting here, pivoting from guns to speech. And where did we hear that first? The Democrats are pivoting from guns to speech. Again today, Cory Booker formally called for banning all campaign events speeches or rallies by the president of the United States because his speech causes violence. A presidential candidate for the Democrats, and watch, he's not going to end up alone, he says that the president of the United States ought to be banned from uh, appearing before Americans because his speech causes violence. And I'm not making this up. As the Democrats swing from one politically suicidal notion to another, and before we leave it in the rearview mirror as soon and certainly we shall, which guns do the Democrats want to ban? I know they say assault weapons, and I know that there is a definition of assault weapons. But, come on, when will they or would they be happy? There is and has been a great deal of mincing words over the definition of assault weapon. But let me save us a great deal of trouble. The Democrats. That is nothing. Ask instead this question If Dayton or El Paso victims had been killed by a fairly competent marksman with a nine millimeter handgun, and he or she managed to do so in less than 30 seconds. And I mention this because, among other weapons, I own a 9 millimeter with 9 rounds to the clip. I know it's a mag, but it's a bad habit, to a clip. That gives me 18 shots. Suppose a more, co- God forbid, but for the sake of argument, imagine a more competent marksman than I Though I'm not bad. Uh, But imagine uh, a former uh, special ops guy or, again, God forbid, but for the sake of argument. Suppose a a marksman were given 18 rounds at extremely close quarters with a 9 millimeter. Is there any question that he could discharge 18 rounds in lethal fashion, including time to kick out the clip and uh, pop in a new one? in less than 30 seconds. I don't think there's any doubt about that. It's at least very plausible. It's not implausible. Suppose that ever, God forbid, but for the sake of argument, imagine that had happened or it happened someday. And again, I mention this because the 9mm is one of the most popular weapons in America. There are many, many, many millions of them. And it is a handgun. And the Democrats tell you, oh, we're not talking about handguns. We're talking about these kind of weapons that can kill a lot of people quickly. Well, in the hands of a competent marksman, a 9 millimeter handgun could kill a lot of people quickly, and that's just with an onboard clip and one more. If victims, as many as Dayton and El Paso, put together could be taken down by a nine millimeter in less than a minute. I'm being very liberal here with the estimates of time. Were that ever to happen, God forbid, but for the sake of argument, do you think that Democrats would stand up and say, well, we're not going to call for anything else. We did what we could do. Uh, There is no way handguns can or ought to be banned. (laughs) Do you think, really, is there anybody who knows the alphabet who also thinks they know that, that if you gave Democrats today what they say they want, if we today gave them everything they say they want, everything they say they want, do you think if there were in the future further incidents with handguns, They would say, well, fair is fair. We're not going to try to further cripple or ban the Second Amendment. You don't even remotely believe this, do you? In the end, to Democrats, an assault weapon is not defined by words, but by capability. Any gun that kills people and can do so fairly quickly will be targeted for banning which makes sense in only one one regard. The Democrats want an abolition of the Second Amendment of the Constitution of the United States. They want to confiscate and ban all guns of every kind, and ultimately their goal is to make sure the only people who have guns are the government. Please believe me. Or... Simply observe the evidence in play. Back next, as soon as something else warranting the unique profile and attention of this podcast calls for. Thank you for your attention and your patience over this latest glitch. And please do remember, this podcast, as I say, is one element, only one element of the Jaily news. If you're interested in knowing my a full perspective, especially on a given event or a prediction and pre-analysis on an upcoming event, one which is yet to occur, it really pays to hear the podcasts and then to check the tweets. There's actually a lot more in my tweets than there is in my podcast because of their frequency. So the volume there is okay, and I hope finally uh, you're okay too. One last thing. Um, As I do not mind begging, I could very much, and if you enjoy my stuff, we could mutually benefit from my having more podcast listeners. So please spread the word. And, and this is probably even, not just as important for the same reason, if my podcast is to survive and thrive, um, that will really come from more Twitter followers. So to the degree that you can uh, share your follower largesse uh, to the degree that you feel you're not doing anybody an unkind act by recommending me, please do recommend me. If you're gracious enough to do so, do spread that word among your loyal cohort. This, meanwhile, is your humble servant, Jay Severin, Civic Samurai, signing off until any moment excelsior